Welcome back to Tales from the Service Industry. We hope you enjoyed part one of Life's Bookmarks and know you'll enjoy part two. So let's get to it. Well, you know, speaking of social media, I heard that we got some uh, listeners that actually shot some questions for you. We do. We have a couple of Facebook questions for you. All right. The first one is, what is most rewarding about being a tattoo artist? There are a few things for me. I think having been an artistic and a creative person my entire life, like as long as I could hold a Crayola, the goal for me was to always do art for a living. So the fact that I get to do that with this medium that a lot more people are appreciating now and it's keeping me busy and I'm able to sustain a living, that is incredible and I'm very grateful for that. I also get a lot of clients who... You can tell they're kind of going through something when they come in and see me for the tattoo therapy, if you will, and seeing the transformation from when they walk in to when they walk out. That is the most gratifying thing because you can just see the confidence boost like or whatever energy that they were holding on to that was just kind of icky, like just completely leaves their body and like they're like a whole new person when they leave. That's incredible to have that ability to do that for someone. I'm not going to get emotional about it. But <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I've heard like so many people just, you know, tell me that tattoos are so healing. And I think coming from a background like mine, where I've always just wanted to help people, it's crazy that I'm able to do that with both art and then just like making somebody feel good, like overall during the session. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's been great. I love it. Or to some, just a scratch. They needed itched. <laughs> me. I <laughs> Or the itch they needed scratch? There you go. Okay, whatever. (laughs) It's okay. We all knew what you meant. (laughs) I even thought about that, and I thought I was going somewhere. (laughs) Just blame it on the red. Yeah, I blame that one on the grape juice. All right, you have another Facebook question from one of our listeners? I do. Have you ever done a tattoo and the client has hated it? I personally have not. I am very grateful because, man, like, it's... I'm not going to sit here and bullshit anybody. I try to be as completely transparent as possible. It There is a level of nervousness going into a tattoo every time. Just every single one? Every single one. Because, you know, it's permanent. And that always sits on the back of my mind. Yeah. So I personally have not. I have worked with people from the old shop and woof (laughs) 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 like there was oh gosh like I can still see it I wish I had the photo to show you guys but I'm not trying to bash this person or this artwork but you can just tell when a tattoo is not great yeah and this it was it was a wolf um and it just was not great it was it was so bad it looked like I don't even know how to explain it but it took up the whole shoulder <gasps> oh so not only was it a bad tattoo but it was on a big portion that's visible a, a lot of time <laughs> yeah and I had kind of heard the aftermath and the fallout after the session and you know you have to take accountability as what, an artist. was it the uh the guest's fault? What do you... Client. 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 No, and here's the thing. Like, I... So, having been a barber and having, you know, now being a tattoo artist, I am a full believer that if you, as the artist, are not getting the answers that you need to create the piece that the client is looking for... You shouldn't do it. Not that, but you need to be asking the right questions. Mm. Like, a consultation will go so far. So, you've got to be in-depth and make sure you are, you know, on the same page with your client. This was just more a matter of the application of the tattoo. 
Because going oh. back to, you know, you can be a great artist, but a really shitty tattooer. You have to know your fundamentals in order to approach the tattoo because there's so many things that could go wrong. And in this case, um, the skin was very much overworked. The application was just bad. The technique was bad. And, you know, with a piece that size, the only thing you can do at that point before even doing a cover up is to go get laser. So now you're looking, oh, now you're looking into more money just to fix the problem when as somebody who's been a client for the past 16 years, you really need to research your artists, like dive deep into their Instagram, dive deep into their Yelp reviews, their Google reviews, like really make sure that they're going to give quality work because unfortunately, you know, with like YouTube and having as many resources out there and Amazon, you know, I, I'm kind of back and forth with Amazon, but I don't think just anybody should be able to buy a tattoo machine and just go at it. So you have a lot of these people who are like, I'm a tattoo artist, blah, blah, blah. And they have no training. But they just bought a gun on Amazon and yeah, are just horrible. going crazy with like it. Like anybody at this table right now, you could pull up your yeah. Amazon and type in tattoo machine and they'll have tattoo kits That's where it insane. comes with inks, needles, stencils, but you still don't How is know. that legal? I don't know. I just get freaked out over like the cleanliness too. I would yeah. not even know that where to start. the biggest part of it. Like if your tattoo environment is not like close to if not as sterile as like a medical office you should not be getting tattoos i was gonna say a hospital yeah because there's so many things that can go wrong you can get something called cellulitis i was just about to tell you Mm -hmm. that that well not that you didn't know that but that happened to my husband it's happened to me before he got cellulitis and a giant tattoo on his calf Mm -hmm. i've never even heard of this yeah the big tattoo of donald duck on his calf I have to see this tattoo. <laughs> Donald Duck is great. Yeah, yeah. Big tattoo on his cap. He got and we, we were at a reputable shop. Like down in San Diego, we were there on vacation and we went to a reputable shop. And but of course it was like what is that Black Friday or of tattoos? Oh, the um Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. So yeah. all the tattoos were on sale or whatever and we thought it was good, but he got so gnarly infected it got cellulitis. He got a f- crazy fever. He had to go to the hospital. Oh my God. Had to get hospitalized yeah, they over can a get, tattoo. They can get that bad. But I, what is this? Just an infection? Yeah, it's an infection. So just to kind of give like a quick overview, when you're tattooing, like everything needs to be sterile. Like I won't touch anything that's on my setup if I'm not wearing gloves, you know, and anything that you do touch on the setup, if you're wearing gloves, you need to throw those gloves away before you can go touch anything else because you're wow. cross contaminating with blood. And people don't really, you know, think of that because the blood molecules are essentially so tiny you can't see them but there's blood splatter it's going all different types of ways yeah there's a lot of things that can go wrong are you convinced to get a tattoo now bill oh yeah there's actually a video (laughs) out there that i had just watched recently and it was super interesting somebody had a black light on while they were tattooing (gasps) to like see so you what's really going on spray coming off and it's very fine it's more like a mist but it's definitely getting kicked up and whatnot but yeah like everything i use to clean is a medical grade disinfectant and it gets clean before and it gets clean right after the tattoo because the last thing you want to do is infect someone like the infection i had on my leg tattoo got so bad my ankle swelled up to the size of a softball oh my gosh and this is Yeek. gonna sound really gross so trigger warning but i literally lost like probably an inch or two of skin that just wow. completely fell off Whoa. from the tattoo and it wasn't because <laughs> you know like the tattoo looks fine now but it just it was so gross <laughs> it was so bad dang there's a lot that's why i say research your artists like make sure they are being clean make sure that the shop is reputable make sure that they are reputable because yeah. sometimes you can even 
can have the one that slips kind of under the radar that gets into a reputable shop and they themselves aren't necessarily practicing the proper health precautions. And I love learning this from you with what we should be looking for too when you're talking yeah. about not touching certain things and changing your gloves. Like I had no idea of those things. Yeah, like I don't know if you noticed when I was tattooing you, but like anytime I would, you know, have to like move my ring light even if I touched that with, you know, I wasn't even touching that with a glove. I would take the glove off and then move it. And then, and then put a new glove on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's- this is bringing me back to like my first aid instructor course. Wow. I know, right? Yeah, but there's so many things that could go wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. in order to legally be a tattoo artist in the state, I know it's a lot different for different states, but in this one specifically, you have to go through a bloodborne pathogen training. And then you have to go register your certificate with the health department so that they know where you're working at. But wait, if you just go buy one off Amazon, you don't have to do that? <laughs> exactly. Well, you shouldn't be able to buy that's one. So that's so twisted. Like, and there's even like certain ink companies like that I order from and they will not ship to my house. They have to ship to a shop that is registered and licensed. <gasps> that's good. good. For them. Yeah. Good. So those are like the more reputable companies, which is great because they're covering their own asses. But the Amazon companies, like in my opinion, and you know, at the end of the day, my opinion, opinion doesn't really matter if you're selling machines on Amazon to anybody at that point I think you're just trying to make a profit but what you're doing in return is you're oversaturating the industry and artists that are like wahoos exactly and artists that are like quality artists are kind of getting lost in that whole sea of just in the industry we call them scratchers so scratcher is somebody who is I don't want to say self-taught, but just practices on themselves practices on their friends doesn't go through an apprenticeship you know it's I don't want to call it gatekeeping, but, you know, something like this, you really have to gatekeep certain things. And it's not to be an asshole. It's just to make sure that you're not. Because there isn't a specific school, you know, that you can go to. Like, when you want to be a hairstylist, you go to a school. I just learned this, though. In Oregon, if you want to be a tattoo artist, um, I think, don't quote me on this, but um, you definitely do have to go through schooling before you can even become licensed. So it's dependent on the state and what their health department is. But, yeah, there's just so many people i mean at least some like you said the blood blood path i can't even say that word blood pathogen training blood born oh my gosh <laughs> miss what is it Jesus. the instructor of the i can't even wine yeah, guys like <laughs> but even to go through that training mm-hmm. and reducing risk of infection like exactly. that's huge and it's in depth and like the bloodborne pathogen training that is accepted by the health department in the state of california it's only certain courses that are actually accepted by the health department like red cross american heart association there's a few of them yeah. um they're all registered on the website but it nice. is it the course i think took me like like a whole day to get through just to like Holy read moly. through all the information and then um so you didn't just click through i hope no, there was a test can't. good for you there was a test and i passed it with flying colors way I f- to go i find like microbiology and stuff like that very interesting and also like i said i don't want to give somebody like a gnarly infection no yeah. oh i would cry i <laughs> i would just sit at home and cry and re- reassess my entire life Oof. well mine healed amazingly i'm glad I'm glad. Yeah, yours was fun. It was like all dainty and fine line. Yeah, Love it. It was fun. I mean, can confirm you did not tattoo me, but mine healed so easily. Nice. We've got yeah. qualified people in yeah. our little shop fam. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Everyone's great. And I absolutely love it. I'm constantly learning something new from all of them. So that's so cool. And everybody leaves happy, which is awesome. Like, we, I don't think we've really had any disgruntled clients leaving the shop. 
That's amazing. At least it's since I've been there, but. Your no. shop too has been reputable for a really long time. Because yeah. that's actually where I got my first tattoo when I was 18 no way. years old. At our location? Because we do have another location. No, I got it at the other location. So the shop as a whole, I believe, has been around for about 20 plus years. Wow. Yeah, very reputable. We have a guy that works with us and he's been tattooing as long as I've been alive. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, it's great. They're legit. Well, mm-hmm. can probably confirm, not that I'm reading into the future, but we'll probably be back. Please oh, do. 100%. We absolutely had such a blast with you guys. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yeah, even when you guys left, I was like, they were so much fun. <laughs> For our listeners, it was a group of us girls that all decided we wanted to get this a tattoo, and we just took over this one shop, and we're like, we did. You? And all the tattoo artists tattooed us like at once. It was great. Yeah, it was definitely fun, and like I loved seeing you guys pop It was a good over. energy. It was yeah. such a good energy energy in the whole shop at the time it was mm. awesome because like we were seeing you guys pop over from station to station checking on your guys's tattoos and i was like i love this <laughs> okay i gotta ask okay yes. if you guys like descend on the shop again as a gaggle can we do a like a remote podcast we can yes. we can Ooh, and like let's do it. just record all of you guys as the <laughs> i don't i don't know if we'll be I getting w- matching tattoos again but Yes, we can all go yeah, I, think I could talk to the guys. I think we could for sure set that up. Oh my god! Because I'm constantly yes. telling them like we should do a tattoo podcast. Like, yeah, I tattoo so many different people. Like, for instance, I get a lot of like the young crowd, but then like one oh, of the people you could interview. Oh, there's my gosh. so many. Like one of my oldest, you know, age wise clients. She's 58. She just started her tattoo journey pretty heavily last year with me. And she's a hoot. Like, <laughs> I love her. I absolutely love her. And then I get the people who are like working what I call big people jobs. Like they're paralegals <laughs> for like high end. Big lo- people jobs. Yeah, they, they have real jobs, quote unquote. But yeah, I've heard that so many times. Why don't you get a real job? I'm like, I have a real job. <laughs> it's just It's a fun. real paycheck, okay? I know. It's like, it's just fun. You guys wouldn't know anything about that. But I get paid as much as you. I'm just more fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you're probably happier than most of these people in there. And you make big your own hours. Jobs. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, I have a nephew, and he's, like, really artistic and whatnot. He was on spring break, and he you know, he was hanging at home by himself. And I was like, hey, do you want to come hang out at the shop? Because we're a family shop, you know? Um, so he came down with us and got to see how everything ran. He actually was put into one of the artist TikToks, which Cute. he was super geeked on. Aww. And then he's, like, sitting there drawing with me, and he, like, looks up, and he's all, is this all you guys do all day? Like, you guys just eat donuts and draw and do tiktoks and do tattoos i was like yeah pretty much you know what's so funny when we went and got our tattoos you guys had like two boxes of donuts on the table are never ending so (laughs) there we work right next door to it like and that that's the other great thing about our shop is we're building relationships with the businesses around us and it's a great location it's awesome i absolutely love it but yeah the girl next door she loves us so much she'll just bring us over mochi donuts and i'm like girl stop but don't (laughs) like stop but don't and then we'll just have like boxes and we're like sending them home with clients Oh, that's so nice. That's yeah. awesome. I'm like, you guys want to take a box? We got plenty. Like, please take them. You're doing us <laughs> you a had favor. Some, you had some in the back. <laughs> yes. We were eyeing them, too. We were like, like are these for us? <laughs> yeah, you should have said something. I would have been like, shit, take two. Take five. Oh, my God. Damn. Next time. Next time. Yeah, take it. They are delicious. We probably Ooh. needed the donuts. <laughs> they are so tasty. Love donuts. Oh, man. I love it. Like, you can't go wrong with a tattoo and a donut. And if you say no, no. like, you can, then I can't trust you. So, you can. Oh, my God. We would have okay, said yes. Okay, so we're going to do a remote pod from the tattoo shop, and Bill's going to get his first tattoo. Oh! <gasps> Yes. What the hell oh. am I being volunteered for that? Yes. No, I just said no. You can get it. It can be something small, tiny. What if it's a henna tattoo? That way, there's no commitment to it. 
Not possibly. <laughs> cool. I think Something so small get... and dainty. I like my virgin skin. On your butt. Get like no we entry. <laughs> um, I've definitely seen like lower back tattoos that say exit only, and those make me cackle <laughs> yeah. every time. Yeah, I've seen funny. some interesting sexual innuendo tattoos. <laughs> Love them. Which you know, that's actually one of my questions for you. Okay, is what is the craziest tattoo you've been requested to do? Okay, there was a gal that walked in. I'm pretty sure she was intoxicated, but I will never forget her. Like I will be in the old folks' home, just <laughs> senile as shit, and be like <laughs> laughing about this. <laughs> She wanted above her above her her kuka. She wanted the words open 24/7 all you can eat. Oh, oh you my can God. eat. <laughs> and it you know I at that point like what on lower abdomen like right above her kuka. Okay. Literally. And I was like, can you imagine being whoever the person is that, you know, is about to go into uncharted territory? Can you imagine that surprise? But well, there, there was nothing uncharted about that territory. Then. But like, shouldn't that be a warning? Like, hey, I've got a tattoo. It's oh, that, a little. No, that, that's a ripcord moment. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I, actually, wait, wait, wait. You know what? Maybe not. Because if that's the type of person that is like, the demographic mm -hmm. then that person probably would be cool with that oh for sure yeah but i cackled like i have to be professional you know but i just cannot hold it in and i started busting up and i was like darling i think you are a little too far under the influence right now uh, if you oh still God. want this tattoo tomorrow please come back because yeah. i will do it i think this is hilarious I love funny tattoos. I like have no problem doing it. That's why whenever someone's <laughs> like, is this a stupid tattoo? I'm like, dude, I have a whole Jurassic Park tattoo. Like you should not be asking me because I'm be like, yeah, send it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have the same Let's response. Let's do it. <laughs> Just, is this what you want? Sure. Yeah. Run it. We'll we'll freaking run it right now. So did she come back the next day? She didn't. Aww. That's why I'll remember her because she broke the like tiny little Grinch heart that I have. I'm like, I was so stoked. <laughs> I was like just standing, like waiting by the door. Like, is she gonna come in? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I would still be down to do that tattoo. Well, so I was um, open to it, but kind woman wanting this tattoo. If you're listening, please come back. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> you broke my heart. Oh my god. Was I it love me? It. <laughs> That was her way of breaking up with you. Oh, the audacity. The gumption, the gall, and the audacity. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, oh, man. Um, what's the most offensive tattoo you've ever been asked to do or to cover up? Um, I have been asked to do, um, like, Nazi symbols on people, <laughs> which, again, like, I do not condone. Uh, I have, like, my personal beliefs with that. Um, and ironically, I've also been asked to cover up those tattoos. Mm. Which I have no problem doing. I think, you know, it's great that people have the ability to change. And if that's going to be something that's going to help them get further along in that journey, then I would be more than willing to cover that up for them. I've definitely covered up a lot of uh, names, though. Again, this is, this is why I do not, the, do not do the significant other names, because I've covered those up plenty. I think that's actually the most requested cover up I get. <laughs> Like white supremacist or racist? No, the names. Racist? Oh, name stuff. Yeah. Like significant other names. It could still be white supremacist. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it could They be. could. You never know. But oh, yeah. Man. That's why I'm like, are you sure? Like, how much do you really love your partner? <laughs> like, Have you done sure? face tattoos? Um, Yes, actually. I did a really small, like, star under somebody's eye. That was actually one of the first tattoos I've done on a client as an apprentice. Wow. Yeah, my mentor really... Ballsy. My mentor really threw me in the snake pit. He was like, figure it out. I was like... That's I, on their face. I was like, good sir. Uh, no. 
Okay, wait. On that note, I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I have seen that trend of people tattooing the sclera of their eye, the whites of their oh, eyes. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's got to be a different kind of tattoo. Yeah, it like is. They, they do like glow in the dark Flip. inks and stuff. It's so, ugh, bizarre looking. Here's the issue with that. So you have to take into consideration that that is not a, tra- like when I say traditional style of tattooing, you're not going in with a needle in a machine you're Oof. to do that. Into skin. You're actually oh. going in with a hypodermic needle and you're injecting the ink <gasps> under the membrane. Oh, God. So, I know, I'm sorry. Trigger getting warning. freaked out. Oh, yes. So, unfortunately, as cool as they look, because I can also appreciate somebody with their eyeballs tattooed, I think it looks really good when it's done well. There is an incredibly high risk of going blind. Like, <gasps> incredibly high. That makes um, sense. I have a friend yeah. who had a friend who got hers done, and I think she was blind in her right eye for about three or four weeks before she regained back partial vision. Whoa. And it's because you can't really control how far the ink spreads, you know? Yeah. I don't do them. That's actually a different style of body modification. Um, and a lot of body modifications like that are actually technically illegal. There As are they pe- should be. There are still people who do them, but, you know teach their own i think they look cool though i mean I just for all don't... those who have these crazy one-off ideas of body mm-hmm. modification they can find someone in the world that will do it there yeah. is a foot for every foot <laughs> sure you're cut off <laughs> we're not we're not talking about like kinks you're but like, no, I'm just kidding. no matter what you want done you can find someone and that's like something I always tell people, like just because I'm telling you, I because I, I've turned down projects plenty of times. Even tattoos. Mm-hmm. I won't do it, but you can probably find someone who will. Exactly. And I'm like, I, even if just I know isn't that, for me, there's also been projects that I've been asked to do where it's probably not in my style or it's not something like a subject matter that I necessarily tattoo a lot. And therefore, I'm just not wanting to take on that project. Um, if I know an artist that will do that project justice, I have no problem referring the client to that person. Well, especially if it's That's in amazing. Your, if mm-hmm. it's in your same shop and that guy is sitting right next to you and he's free for the next two hours, like yeah, it's, why not? It's either that's the great thing about the tattoo industry is it's fairly small, so everybody kind of knows everybody. So even if it's somebody like not in our shop directly, like if it's somebody that's a close personal friend of mine or an artist that's tattooed me personally. I'll shoot them the information. I'm fully like on board with artists supporting artists because this is a hard industry to really get your footing in, you know. And that oh, is good karma awesome. that will come back. I'm hoping so because Lord only knows I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean that's not so much just good karma. It's it's establishing your reputation. True, very true. You know, it's, yeah. it's the integrity. It's that part that's so hard to build but so easy to destroy. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was going back to on you know the the industry being oversaturated with the people who are really just in this to make a profit. And like to be fair, I don't want to discredit anybody in their pricing, but like we do have to make a living and we do have to yeah. eat just like anybody else. But there are people that will take full on advantage of that. And I was talking to you guys about this earlier with the tattoo gate right now on TikTok. This poor woman got completely bamboozled. It went viral. The artist herself was called out. Other people that were involved got called out. And it just overall, I think, built a distrust between client and artist because now there's mm. a lot of people who are potential clients that will question like why my pricing the way is the way it is or like why the person next to me has different pricing. And like I said, we're independent contractors. So like charge what you think you are worth, but also be reasonable about it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to get greedy, that will come back and bite you. Dang. You know, that's yeah. And that's a shame. There's, you know, people like that out there. 
in every industry and mm-hmm. do your research research your artist research the shop you know mm-hmm. everything you said yeah really dive deep into that wormhole because lord only knows <laughs> don't yeah. just walk into a tattoo shop and say hey can i get this chinese symbol on my butt <laughs> for thirty dollars <laughs> that says orange chicken it says happiness no it really says like orange chicken or like kung fu, <laughs> something like off the wall you know <laughs> oh my gosh but this is a random one-off question who sets like minimums is it you as the artist or is it the shop as a whole so that's really dependent on the shop owner um because everyone like most shops do have a shop minimum and that'll be for like the small quick very small things usually i don't want to speak as like a general but most of the time that's where the shop minimums fall into place no color like nothing yeah bare minimum and then um as the artist you're able to set your own pricing so everybody in the shop for like larger projects we do have different pricing but it's it's pretty similar to each other but you also have to keep in mind there's like artists that i work with that have over 10 years experience in the industry and then there's artists like myself where i've only been doing this for just shy of three years so the pricing is also going to kind of reflect that and not Mm -hmm, to say that the quality of work is better one or the other i just feel like out of respect i'm not trying to jump ahead like i'm really trying to earn that right to charge that type of pricing that's really cool yeah and from what at least in my experience and you can tell me if this is wrong or not the pricing can change based on like my my husband he's like one of the most tattooed people that i know i guess you know um Uh, this tattoo, he got it on his side mm-hmm. and the tattooer just, oh yeah, it's just going to maybe take two sessions, be X amount of time. It'll be this amount of money. But the more he got into it and he did an amazing job, it just was more intricate than he really thought it was going to be. And it took a lot more time. Mm-hmm. So it went up cause you know, he's, he's taking all this time right. to do it. I think in situations like that, and again, this is me personally, I'm not speaking for all artists. As long as you're opening up that line of communication with your client, And not just like springing it on them at the end of the session. Like, hey, I know I said it was originally going to be this, but really it's going to be much more. Yeah. You never want to catch somebody off guard because I feel like when that happens, that's where you start to feel like maybe you were scammed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think as long as you're open and having that conversation and then working out the logistics of that, because also be understanding like the industry we're in, it's a luxury service. Yeah. So it's going to wind up costing more for like the more intricate detail, the placement Mm -hmm. even because skin is different on different parts of the body. You really just have to like stick with it and like kind of come together and work that out with your client. But I don't agree with anybody just springing that on very last minute. Like, well, I was only expecting to pay this much because I've had that happen to me before as a client. Like, So I didn't come prepared. Right. You know, so that threw me for a loop and it just left a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, why would you wait? Like, I've been sitting Mm -hmm. with you for six hours and you're bringing this up now? (laughs) Not cool. Well, who knows what inspiration like will spike during a session as well. If you have a client that's giving you you kind of free, free form on your creativity, like during the session, like, hey, this is my idea. But like, I want you to flow and like go with it. Well, yeah, if it becomes more intricate and more detailed, for sure, the pricing is going to go up. Because you know what's funny? That's kind of similar to what happened. They were originally making this dark keyhole in okay. which then the character's silhouette and this whole thing. And the guy's like, you know what would be really cool? If there was a skyline right here. Yeah, and they see, were like, like collaborating and making something new and more. Right. It's, it was sick. Like, that's awesome. Like, as long as you're, like I said, keeping that open line of communication. Like, with yeah. if you like this idea, it's going to be X amount more. 
Right. Yeah. Or I, we can keep with the original. And yeah. I can totally understand, like, getting this sudden burst of inspiration to kind of add on to the piece during the session. But I also feel like this is all stuff that ties back into the initial con- consultation. That's true. You're yeah. so right. Yeah, because as the artist, like, you don't want to be caught off guard. Like, I always have reference photos of whatever I'm tattooing. And, like, I want it to look like I pulled it from the iPad and put it on somebody. Okay, yeah. Where if I'm making last-minute changes on the skin that's where things can kind of you know get a little bit sketchy like i want to have a visual reference of what i'm actually doing not just like drop it from my mind palace onto somebody's skin you know because yeah Mm -hmm. that's where things start to go wrong sometimes and then you get a crazy wolf yeah (laughs) you know i I think people forget you know you got that pricing triangle right where you Mm -hmm. can have it cheap you can have it fast you have it good you have you, you can choose two so you can have it cheap and it's fast or it's you know it's good and it's quick but you pay for what you're getting there is a common saying in the tattoo industry that good tattoos aren't cheap and cheap tattoos aren't good and that yeah. those, that applies to a lot of different service industries also like i think that applies like to when i was a barber people would question my prices with that and i'm like oh. well you're not getting in and out of here in 10 minutes like you would at a now think about the quality and i don't want to call out <laughs> directly but maybe we can cut that uh, we'll but, do beep cuts yeah, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> any big box barbershop yeah like yeah. any you know franchise chain chain barbershop where it's literally a chop shop and mm-hmm. their whole purpose is to turn people in and out like i'm actually spending the time to tailor that specific service to that client yeah and that's really important. And I think that's what a lot of people tend to forget. That's usually why the pricing goes up. And that's what you're getting with that pricing. Yeah. Did, did I mean, your clients get a beer during their service as well? So at the barbershop that I worked at, we actually had a full beer bar in the back. Wow. Yeah. Like on tap, everything, the whole yeah. Can girls go there? Darn. No. Like, I had a lot of female clients because I was also a cosmetologist. Like really huh. dope barbershops. They get taken care of, mm-hmm. man. They don't do that in female salons. Do you get champagne or wine? though where you go no girl i'll give you some referrals you're, you're okay. going to the wrong places i'll set you up with my girl she's great i love her all like, right can we go be- together yes <laughs> let's do Please. it and they're local she's local too so okay i love it know. you just let me know I'll, all right i'll even provide the champagne just like open it and pour it into a glass <laughs> for i'll get me. you set up with her don't worry it's <laughs> amazing bill do you need a barber no. Oh, fine. <laughs> no tattoo, no barber. He's marching to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. You know what? I respect Lame. that. I know. I don't Solid. Book. <laughs> we'll give you shit. You always do. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I'm the resident Why deviant. break tradition? <laughs> right. I love that. I have a, another Facebook question okay. to pose. And that is, uh, how do you deal with a client that is anxious about getting a tattoo? And what would you be your suggestions for calming that person down? That happens a lot, especially when it's the first tattoo, because you really don't know what to expect going into it. Just know I'm very transparent with people. Do tattoos hurt? Yes. Is it completely unbearable? No. Um, In order to calm the client down, I think full transparency is a great way to go about that and really just talking them through the process. So usually if I get somebody where it's their first tattoo, obviously you're going to start with the line work. So I'll go in and do the first line, ask them how that feels, and then That's usually when the anxiety starts to calm down and then really walking them through what the process is going to be like, I think also alleviates that stress, but also giving them proper care instructions prior to coming into the appointment. 
Because there's a, there's a whole routine you should be doing. Like you should be getting a great night's sleep the night before. You should be hydrated. You should be eating a meal. Bring in sugary snacks in case you start to feel a little woozy because that can happen. Because um, initially what's happening when you're going through a tattoo session, your body tends to go into a like slight state of shock. So your blood sugar might drop. So being prepared for that, it's always better to be overprepared than underprepared. And I think that also helps alleviate the stress because once you're in that calm state and realizing like, okay, not all of this is going to be completely horrible then they start to just chill and kick back i also for artists i think we should be treating clients like how we would treat our friends because we're gonna be up close and personal with them for sometimes a whole day (laughs) and you don't want it to be awkward you don't want to like not vibe with that person because that totally kills the experience depending on where you're getting the tattoo you might be in territory that your friends (laughs) have never been i mean my like i said i've tattooed many body parts and like sometimes like if I'm doing a full chest piece on a woman like I am up in your space and just yeah. having a normal conversation with you like cool <laughs> so what do you do for a living <laughs> while I'm touching your boob it, like moving stuff around I'm like yeah great are you having a good time (laughs) just trying to make it as like comfortable as possible for the client because like i'm not gonna lie the first time i was ever asked to even tattoo like a butt cheek or someone's tatas that's it's a little uncomfortable for me too because i'm like wow like this is like not taboo but it's very uncommon for a lot of people in their industry like yeah i just tattooed someone's bits today they're like what (laughs) yeah you're not like a you know, person that does Brazilian waxes all day. It's not like you're seeing bits and bobs all day. I don't know how estheticians do it, but like more power to them because I would just be like, I would be like a little kid just like, the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Like laughing through the awkwardness. Like, so how was your day, Rip? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy weather we're having, eh? Rip. (laughs) Wait till they start to answer and then rip. (laughs) Like hey, I've had some of the best conversations with estheticians in that environment, though. Oh, you know, my they, knew, they knew everything about me, and they got an update every four weeks. I love that. Oh, my God. I they did. <laughs> telling them all your secrets. How is that coworker doing that you told me about last time? Oh like, the they, they knew everything. Oh, they're doing fine. <laughs> I had a great day. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I was pretty numb to it by then. It was fine. Yeah, like my cousin was an esthetician for a little bit and she would tell me like some of her crazy stories and I'm just like, dude, and you're like up in there the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Maybe we should add an esthetician to the wish list. I'm oh my sure god, you would absolutely. Get great <laughs> stories from them. Like that's why it was called Tales from the Service Industry. It's not hotels. Right. It's anybody that deals with the public. This is great. I love it. So um I have one last question for myself, All and then right. I'm sorry, I've been hogging the mic, so if you ladies want to Oh, I'm join thoroughly it, but, enjoying this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about, you know, inappropriate tattoos or like the weirdest places you've had to put a tattoo, so on and so forth. Here's my next question. Okay. What's the most inappropriate or disrespectful person you've ever dealt with? <sighs> Whoa, Gosh. that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few, I think, just to kind of generalize it and because t- they were the same person, different body type of thing. I personally feel that there are certain people out there who believe because you are paying for a service that you are entitled to treat that person however you want. Oh, we know oh. that well. Very yeah. well. Yeah, we call them platinums. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we call them rewards members here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... The way I deal with that, I, to be completely transparent, I have worked incredibly hard to do what I do for a living. 
And I demand respect for that because there is a lot of shit that I've personally had to go through just to do this. Yeah. That not many people even have awareness of, you know? Um, so for that, I'm not going to let them just sit there and disrespect me. I don't care if you're paying me X amount of dollars. You can politely leave because yes. while you're taking up that time and taking up my time and energy, there's somebody else who would be super grateful to have your spot. So why would I want to take away from the person that's going to treat me with respect and I'm going to treat with respect to tailor to you? Mm -hmm. And the issue I've seen with a lot of artists is they don't feel like they have that power to do that. Ugh. And that's super, it's disheartening because that starts to make your job not fun. You know, like when you're being disrespected because somebody feels entitled to treat you, however, like you're, it's okay to say no. Do not sell yourself short because if you're setting that as the standard, guess what? That person that is disrespecting you, they're going to think, oh, well, I can send all of the other people that I associate with to you. And you're, yeah. that's going to be that, that standard that is coming into your, you know, booth or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think it, you got to stand your ground. It sucks to like take that L, you know, sometimes because it's sometimes it's just a small tattoo and you're only missing out on a you know couple bucks or it's a full day session and you're missing out like on a day's worth of rent. But like stand your ground, hold your ground, keep your self-respect intact, because what we do, not everyone can do. And I think we need to like hold that, you know, up like a lot of us have dealt with a lot of shit to get to what we you know, what we're doing now. And I think a lot of us have histories that, you know, a lot of people weren't really necessarily rooting for us or thinking that we were going to do anything with our lives. And now that we're doing it like really just protect your energy in that process. Like we've earned it at that point. Mm -hmm. so, I yeah. love it. That's amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Dang. Well, it's yeah. a little different because it's a little different from our industry. We have not been given that freedom 100% of the time. To... We're in the kiss your butt industry. It, it, exactly. <laughs> so you can say whatever you want because you're, you know, quote unquote, independent contractor. Mm -hmm. We are not. <laughs> yeah, and, there's, mm -hmm. and there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to go about that because you don't want to ruin your reputation. So if you're coming back at that person from a disrespectful standpoint, you're only adding gasoline to that fire. So you yeah. have, very true. There's a there's a right way and there's a wrong way. So learning the wording to do it so that you are setting that boundary, that's where everything is gonna just go smooth sailing, you know? Wow. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. So do I. I'm excited for us all to get tattoos. <laughs> I'm sorry, more. Are tattoos. we are we all Ayo. getting uh podcast tattoos? Yes. No. Come on. <laughs> just a little mic, a little headphone set. That's Come actually on. pretty funny though. I've thought about it. I think like a microphone, like with, you know, headphones around. How it dope would that really, be? Like really, I, I don't know. I'm like envisioning this as like line work and just really simple, mm -hmm. straight to the point. Mm -hmm. See, I like a lot of my tattoos are don't have like super deep meaning. But to me, in my head, they have stories. They represent, you know, points I was in my life. Like, yes. it, it, I know that Liz gets that too. Me too, yep. And so I can look 100%. at a tattoo and remember where I was at that point in my life. Remember, you know, even I have something super dumb, like this little heart. And I just remember exactly where I was when I got that, exactly what it felt like. And like these different pieces of me. I oh. like to call them bookmarks. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, because like I said... Uh, and that kind of ties back into what I was saying about the experience that you create. Like being a good tattooer, again, is only half of being a good tattooer. Like if you're not creating a good experience, 
that person is going to look back at that tattoo and remember the shitty experience they had. That's true. Where if you're creating like a lighthearted time, they're going to remember that. But all of my tattoos that I have, and I have a few, obviously, I can tell you exactly where I was at, who did them, like same thing that you were saying. But yeah. it's also nice to kind of look back at them and then look at where you're at now and seeing the growth. Yes. So that's why I like to call them bookmarks because you can always go back to that and then just, you know. I love that. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I got a couple bookmarks. <laughs> she does. I've got plenty. <laughs> Some of her Hi, bookmarks mom. are funny. <laughs> hey, hey, mom. <laughs> my poor parents, dude. Hey, my, my first tattoo, my mother was there. She approved wow. and she even paid for it. It's matching with her. I love oh, that. That's my so first sweet. tattoo I got when I was 15, and my mom had no idea until my sister snitched me out. So. Come on, sis. Well, it's because <laughs> she got caught for her tattoo. Again, we got our first tattoos at the same time. So you just ratted each other out? No, she, my mom, my sister, bless her heart, she got her tattoo in a very visible area. I was the smart one out of the two of us. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to get it somewhere where she will never see it, and oh she didn't. My mom never found out about it until my sister called me out. Come on. I know. But now, you know, I'm obviously like, like, I'm to a point now where it took my mom almost two years to realize that I had a hand tattoo. Like notice another one? That I had a hand tattoo. Really? Like, this thing's pretty solid. (laughs) And she looks at me and she's, we're driving. She's like, like, when did you get that? She's like, that's new. And I was like, which one? And she saw your hand. I was like, mom, I got that two years ago. She's like, oh. Like, girl, I've gotten 10 more since. <laughs> but then my poor dad, like, my dad has no tattoos. Just to kind of explain the background I come from, my mom is an accountant and my dad's a computer analyst. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and then there's me. And I don't they know have an artist child. I don't know how that happened, but someone had to do it. And I volunteered as tribute, apparently. But, <laughs> yeah, like, my poor my dad, like, uh, there was a while, because he lives up, you know, Northern California. So I see him a few times a year. But during the pandemic, I hadn't seen him for a while. And that was when I got most of my tattoos because I had all the time off to do so. So I finally went up north to go visit him. And I'm like wearing shorts. All of my tattoos are out. And he just looks at me. He's like, oh, God. And I was like, <laughs> Who are you? He's like, you look like a coloring book more and more every time I see you. I was like, it's fun, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And Bill's just our unicorn. I know. I'm just sitting here living vicariously. I love that's it. That's always fun though too i sometimes wonder what it would be like to like not have any tattoos i've become so accustomed to just seeing like i kind of want to do that trend where you cover them all up with makeup and i just want to see what i would look like because sometimes i forget my tattoos are even there like my neck tattoo sometimes i forget is there and people Mm, will just like poke it i'm like (laughs) why'd you poke me (laughs) why are you touching me stranger oh my god yeah it's happened it's yeah i've had complete strangers strangers touching you yeah like nope i don't know what it is about them saying like i i'm like you guys are saying this out loud i just want to see your tattoos i'm like you don't have to touch me to see them i was in a sprouts one time just browsing through the fruit and somebody just comes up from behind me and starts (gasps) from behind yes touching your neck neck. yes and girl i grew up in the hood so i was ready to turn around and start (laughs) swinging you know And I turn around so fast, and they're like, it's just so pretty. I just wanted to see it. I'm like, why can't you just look with your eyes then? I tell my toddler that. Look with your eyes, not your hands. And these are (laughs) full-grown adults. Like, the woman that did this touched my neck tattoo she had to have been in her late 40s early 50s so she knew better yeah she knew better you'd think i was just like mm, sweet pea mm-hmm. <laughs> you almost got knocked, knocked. in the last decade she probably you deserved got it shanked. you know that fight or flight you know response mine's very much fight i do not flight so i was like <laughs> man i was about to get arrested in a sprouts can you imagine <laughs> There, <laughs> local tattoo artist is arrested in Sprouts. 
<laughs> like oh, in the produce aisle. Imagine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine calling somebody like, hey, y'all got the bail money on deck because this just happened in a sprout. <laughs> and I got to get out of this bitch. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> to be fair, she was all up in my business. I just no, reacted. She would have deserved it. Absolutely. Now, if but. you were at Walmart, I would expect that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. But yeah, it happens so often. Like people will just like, I'll be having a normal conversation and then I'll feel my arm get dragged out like by somebody. Just trying to hold your hand. Just like, oh, wow, your tattoos are amazing. I'm like, yo, personal space. See, I'm very like huge on like, okay, especially strangers. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the biggest and most difficult things for me when I was pregnant. People think just because you're touching your stomach, you get to just touch you. Right. And I don't even know you. And you go put your hand on my stomach. I'm like, I'm. it's still me. It's still on my body. Why are you touching me? You're like, please. my sister was the same way. Like, so half the time my sister, I'd like have to ask her, like, can I, she's on nap. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, I don't want to poke the bear. Like, she would have ripped my head off immediately. But yeah, <laughs> I never understood that either. I'm like, you can't just go up and touch people. No, there are people laws are crazy. about that. <laughs> I mean, even worse, it's like, you know, people walk up and rub your stomach and be like, oh, good job. Nobody rubs my junk and says, oh, good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, that would be. Oh, so, <laughs> she's cringing. <laughs> no, because I have a very imaginative, you know, brain up in there. So I'm like, that would be so weird. I wonder if it would happen inside of a Sprouts, too. No, but it probably would at Walmart. Walmart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. Well, do either of you have any more questions for our fabulous guest? No, I ran the gamut. I I came prepared. You did. For the listeners, we we had notes prepared. Or Bill had notes prepared. Oh, I didn't. I knew they were all just going to fly out of my mouth. I love that. (laughs) Well, you know, in Origins, we, we talked about how we typically just let it be organic and kind of flow. So This was different. It's a very big deviation. Well, this was on our bucket list. Yeah. I feel like I'm it was so also pretty organic. It was. I felt that, that too. Yeah, that, this was like a really cool, like casual conversation. I had a lot of fun. So. Well, okay. So on that point, mm-hmm. like you were saying about getting people kind of prepared for their experience at the shop, so on and so forth. Right. And in Origin, we talked about it too, is that the whole concept of this and the chemistry that we've developed, mm-hmm. it is weird. You come in, you put on headphones, you sit down in front of a microphone. <laughs> I feel like but, I'm in space. <laughs> But like I said to you right at the very beginning, you know, after about 15 or 20 minutes, that all kind of disappears. Yeah. And that comfort of like being at a cocktail party and, you know, just drifting in and out of like conversation circles kind of comes into play. Mm -hmm. So I I hope you've found the experience to be different, but not cringy. Yeah, no, this was a (laughs) lot of fun just because I don't think I get asked this as often as people would think. Wow. So it's cool to kind of share like my perspective on it because I think a lot of people have a generalized idea of how tattooers are more like a stereotype. And Mm -hmm. I think right now, just with like the shift you're seeing in the industry, it's kind of cool to break that norm and open up the conversation, you know, especially because like there are so many clients that are like, I don't even know what to ask. And I'm hoping this is something that helps like alleviate some of that stress because getting tattooed should be fun. Getting tattooed should be an experience and like should be a bookmark. It should be a bookmark. Well, and that's part of why I wanted to have like a tattoo artist and bartenders and more of the service industry folks that people do have stereotypes on. Because yeah. I want to hear their stories. I, I want to know their perspective. We work in the hotel industry. Mm-hmm. You know, Liz is in recreation. So our experiences are in certain levels with certain type of people in certain industries. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know more about those industries that kind of hide
hide in the shadows or are on the fringe or have negative connotations that are associated with them. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to those people. I want to I want to know what it's like to walk in your shoes. Yeah. And I want to hear your stories. Yeah, it's just so yeah. crazy, especially for tattooing, because, you know, back in the day, tattoos were just for sailors, felons and bikers and stuff. And now we're seeing a huge demographic of people just coming in to get tattooed because they want to collect the art. So it's definitely making a shift towards that. And I think that's incredible. Like, I'm obviously meeting great people doing that. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to do so. I love so it's it. It's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. I appreciate you guys having me. The blast. Well, I might be jumping the gun, but you can come back anytime. I yes. would love. 100%. Please. I would absolutely love to. This was fun. 100%. But yeah, and I'll talk to the shop and see if we could do like a remote podcast there because I think that oh, would be fun. amazing. Because the conversations you have while you're getting tattooed, like that's, I have to be careful about going live sometimes because I'll be tattooing friends and we'll just go completely off the rails, off the hinges. And it's, <laughs> but it makes the experience fun, you know? Like, totally. It's awesome. Oh yeah. my God, yes. I would love to come back. Yeah, any Anytime you got the time, reach out, let us know. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a slot to bring you in. All right. Yeah, um, I look forward to it. As we're wrapping this up, can you plug your socials again? Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram. It is the same handle. It's Chelsea Dagger underscore tattoos. And is that two G's? Yeah, so it's C-H-E-L-S-E-A dagger D-A-G-G-E-R underscore tattoos. All right. Mm-hmm. I Bill. don't have a TikTok, but I'm going to go get one now. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TikTok's been crazy. Yeah, not to, not to pander, but we will follow you. Yeah, I've, I'm already following you guys on TikTok. Yeah, I was going to say, Tales from mm-hmm. the Industry is on TikTok. Bella, if you want to plug our socials. Oh, my goodness. I'm on yeah, spot. Yeah, where are you guys on? Because I've been trying to tell people. So you can find us on Facebook. All right. You can find us on Instagram. Tales from the Service Industry for both of those. Awesome. On TikTok, it's a little different. It's TFTSI. But it's T period F period letter cool. period letter period. T of TSI? And then where can we listen to this lovely podcast? Anywhere you can actually stream a podcast. You'll find us on yes. iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, YouTube, the whole nine yards. We're wow. Anywhere you can find a stream, you can find us. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what you guys put out in the next couple of weeks, too. I've been having a blast listening to all the episodes. Yeah. They're just making me cackle in my car like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and I like have a like freaking fishbowl of a car so people are just watching me ugly laugh like ah! <laughs> good that's what we aim for well, you're laughing with us i love it <laughs> with that in mind you need to go back and listen to uh, the number will surprise you parts one and two okay those are gonna be right up your alley oh good 100 percent. i cannot wait <laughs> so love it chelsea thank you so much for being with us ms b always appreciate you being here liz thank you so much of course we're happy to be here thank uh, you for having me we appreciate everybody listening and we will be back in two weeks bye team bye toodles avenuepodcast.net